I'm Asan, and welcome to The Market. I believe that this is episode four, and we are here to discuss all of the transfer nonsense that is all over our timelines at the moment. I feel as though, I mean, I've said on most of these shows that I feel as though it's going to be a big summer this summer for City in the transfer market, um, and I believe that Everything I read is just reinforcing that idea that it is going to be a big summer, whether we look at that financially, we look at it in terms of the number of players that we bring in, even the characteristics of the players, feels like things are changing and we are certainly a team in some level of transition. So as with most of these shows this week, I've got Blue City Brain, aka Jason, staying up late in Sydney to have this conversation with me. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, Jason, how are you? Yeah, good, man. Uh, good evening, good afternoon. <laughs> yeah, that's it, exactly. It's all over the place, but we make it work. Absolutely, absolutely. So I guess we're going to apologize in advance. If you can hear kids crying in the background, that's Jason's kids. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're keeping me up at night at the moment, but we, uh, yeah. we make do. It gives me an excuse to watch football games in the middle of the night. Yeah, that's true. This is very true. This is very <laughs> true. Well, look, so listen, before we before we dive into all the transfer stuff, very briefly, um, I feel as though a lot has changed since the last time we spoke, which is kind of wild because it was only a few weeks ago that we spoke. But um, between the Premier League charges, the way the team has shifted, Phil Foden being back, how do you feel about the season now? Uh, it's, a, it's an interesting season and it's... You know, we've we've had a lot of ups and downs this season. It doesn't hasn't felt like a traditional season, and then you smack the World Cup right in the middle. Um, so I've had a lot of ups and downs. I've had moments where I'm like, okay, the title's over, but that's fine. Um, it's a transitional season. We work with it. Um, and then you know, we beat Arsenal three one. He's like, all right, we're back in, and then <laughs> let's do it. Um, so yeah, no, it's been an interesting season. It's been a lot of ups and downs, and you know, like me and you were speaking about it what, three weeks ago, and we're talking about midfield options and that we need a rebuild. Um, I still think that's the case, um, but it's just it's getting more and more crazy with with these links that we're seeing um, and how it's going to tie into what mm. we want to do or how this team is going to transition. I think I think we, there's a big change coming to how we play and how we're going to look on the field as well. What do you think that changes? Like, I said this on Twitter yesterday that when I look at the, the types of midfielders that we're being that we're being linked with, excuse me, I was just changing a setting. Um, if 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 I look at the types of midfielders that we're being linked with, it strikes me that there's not many little guys. It's not like Bernardo Silva, David Silva. You know, even even Gundo. I mean, I'm not convinced that there's there seems to be the characteristics of the midfielders. Obviously, they're all technically very good; they can all pass a football, but they all seem very different to what we have. Am I am I exaggerating that a little bit? No, I don't think so. Uh, you know, you look at the the profiles of players that we've been linked with. You know, Mason Mount, Kovacic, Bellingham, um, Declan Rice. All these players, you know, they seem like that player that will sit next to Rodri in a double pivot. And then you say, okay, so are we shifting away, you know, from that double eight that we used to, you know, with David Silva, Kevin De Bruyne, Gundogan, Kevin De Bruyne, um, you know, and then we always thought maybe Foden would move into that role eventually. But it seems like we're kind of shifting away from that and we might be going to a completely different 
midfield type of players that we, or like you know setup that we want to go with. Mm. Um, and maybe it's linked back to the three at the back um, that we want to stay with now instead of having you know usual fullbacks, which is an also an interesting thing. So you know, are we going to pivot to three at the back permanently, or are we going to go back to the traditional back four that we're used to? So that opens up even more questions for this summer. Um, I feel right now, you know, with what's who we're being linked in, I'd say we're going to a back three, and that's what we're going to stick with. I think Pep, for you know, for multiple reasons, likes that player next to Rodri, like a Lewis or a Bernardo. Um, you know, based on all these links that we've been with, you know, it makes sense. So you think that the idea is that we play with a pure back three. So you basically, we don't use fullbacks at all. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I have mm. a feeling, you know, that especially the Gavardio link, you know, you put him. You know what? With I Ake. I've been I've been hearing that for a few years that you know this is the season that we're going to play three at the back and I just don't think that Guardiola will ever move away. For, I mean, the point is that it's almost pointless even talking about four three three or four two three one or three five two whatever it is because it just changes depending on what phase of the yeah. the build up you're in, what phase of the game that you're in. But I think that games will always begin with a four. Yeah, and a three. And it's just a question of how that kind of four and that three, where they line up in the build-up. So I'm not convinced, for example, that bringing Gavardiol in means that we play Stones, Diaz, and Gavardiol as a back three, and then you string five across the middle with no wing-backs, two wingers, and then three centre midfield players and two strikers. I just, I, yeah. I would have to go all the way back to I think Guardiola's last season in charge at Barcelona, which is when Fabregas comes in, or maybe it's the second to last season. And there's a shift in that season. I, I, I remember very vividly that in an attempt to get Fabregas in, he kind of sh- changed shape, and I think he went to a three back then. Um, and I don't think it really worked. And I don't think in England that approaching it in that way of going, okay, we're just going to have three uh, no fullbacks at all, and just you know play with two nominal wide players and three centre midfield players. I just I, I think that you I think you get exposed and you get turned around very quickly. I think ultimately the league itself. I think one of the challenges we face is that it's pretty apparent to me that the league is much more competitive than it was two years ago. 100%. I think that you look at United. Um, you look at the new the money that Newcastle will spend. Uh, you look at Arsenal where they are. The reality is Chelsea will get a lot better. Whether that requires Potter to go and for them to bring another guy in is is anybody's guess. But the point is that next season there'll be a serious football team. The Scousers are the Scousers. You know they 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 have. It's going to be a bloodbath next season. Yeah, it just it it feels like next in a way. What we're doing this season for me feels a little bit transitional, very much in the sense that we we take the pain this season so that next season we hit the ground running. And I think part of that has to be the players that are in your squad that you're going to keep, you can't change it for them next season. It has to be a version of what you're doing this season because already this season it feels like such a marked difference from 
from what's gone before. Um, but look, this is a podcast about transfer gossip, man, and, and we're trying to be serious. We don't need to be serious, right? <laughs> so I, I'm going to start with a simple question. I'm going to list you one, two, three. Four. I'm going to list you six midfielders, right? And you can take you can take one from the first three, and you can take two from the second three. Okay. <laughs> tell me which ones you okay. tell me which ones you take. So the first three are Bellingham, McAllister, and Declan Rice. Yeah. So you can only take one from them. Who are you taking? Bellingham. No brainer. Okay. But and, and, then- and 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 because, you know, I I I want to I want to get the scousers upset. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. And then the second three, uh Kovacic, Mason Mount and and uh and James Madison. You have to take two of those three. Which two are you taking? Say again, Madison, Kovacic and who was the lot third? Uh Mason Mount. Mason Mount. I'll take Mason Mount. Um, based Explain on age yourself. And prof- age and profile. So c- if I'm getting Bellingham, then I am okay with him being the box-to-box midfielder. And then if I'm if my second choice would be then from those same players, then I'd want Mason Mount, who's a bit more attacking. So that way I can put, Rodri, Bellingham, and Kevin De Bruyne, and then Mason Mount, to me, would be a bench option for either Kevin De Bruyne or Bellingham when we need a more attacking style, even though Bellingham's you know, fantastic at attacking anyway, so I'm not too worried about that. But as, a, as, a, you know, as an option off the, um, off the bench, then yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd answer and I, I want to be different, but I can't be different. I, I'd have picked those three <laughs> as well. Um, if, if okay, I've got a question for you. If we take those players, the ones that I chose off the board, so let's say Bellingham goes to Liverpool or Madrid, whoever, yeah, Mason Mount signs a new contract at Chelsea. You've got yep. out of those four players, who are you choosing? So Bellingham two and two now. So, so Bellingham and Mount are gone, right? Yep. So you've got Bellingham and Rice now. So I've got I've got Rice, McAllister, um, yep. Madison, and and Kovacic. Is that right? Okay. Well, I take McAllister as the as the kind of overwhelming first choice because I like the fact that he can do everything. That he can be he can be a six, he can be a box to box, and I think he can be an eight as well. And I like that kind of versatility. Um, so I think that it would definitely be McAllister. And then who am I taking? <laughs> Take Declan. No, yeah, I think I, I think I I think can I take Declan Rice? I think Declan Rice was part of the first. The first oh, sorry. Three, yeah, yeah, we take him off the table. <laughs> My apologies, um, man. So Mount Madison or Co- Kovacic? Hmm. Tough one. It is a tough one. You know what? I think I probably take Mason Mount for the same reasons that you picked him earlier. That. I think, although he's quite unpopular amongst not just our supporter base, quite interestingly enough, like he was linked with Arsenal and he was linked with Liverpool and both supporter bases are just like, we really don't want Mason Mount, which is actually quite funny. 
and I do still rate him. I think the thing for me with Mount is that I feel as though he's a, a decent Gundo replacement. Yeah, I feel like he's underappreciated a little bit. I think Chelsea fans really appreciate him, but you know, yeah, the the other the other big clubs or other big clubs fans don't really appreciate what he does. I, what um, I like about him, and I think it, it, and it's probably one of the reasons why he's a little bit underrated, is that under Tuchel, um, he kind of played everywhere. You know, he played in the front three. He played kind of in a two next to somebody else. He played as an eight. He played as a ten. So I like that versatility, and I think that he has the. I, I feel as though with Mason Mount, there's another level that he can go to under Guardiola. And I look at the others that I've not chosen. So Kovacic is 29, so it's kind of a different situation. Um, but James Madison, I don't know, man. I, just, I feel as though you might be sat there in 12 months going, okay, this is the season that he might actually kick on and do something. Um, and he's got a bad injury record. and So, yeah, so I think that uh, it would be, yeah, I think it will be those. It's like, it's, it's, it's like how you said before as well, um, you know, when we were talking about the back three, back four, et cetera. I feel like the way this year's going, what we need in our team is very versatile players. And Mason Mount kind of fits in that Foden style where he can yeah. fit so many positions. And, you know, we, we had Foden play left wing. He's played false nine. He's played midfield. He's played right wing. And he's that talented that he can play so many positions. And I think Mason Mount kind of, falls into that same category to a certain extent. Probably not as much as Foden. I don't think he's as talented as Foden, but I still think he does fit in that mould a little bit. Absolutely. So bringing, bringing him in would be, to me, it's like, well, we just added more versatility and, you know, back to the argument of back three, back four, etc. You know, you look at the type of profile players we're going with. I think Pep wants players that can play multiple roles so we can change formations whenever we feel like it, even mid-game, um, without having to change personnel so much. I think the other the other big thing is that um with the exception of of Bellingham all of those lads they play in the league you know you your 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 expectation is that the level of adaptation is not as big as if you you know you can go and I'm going to use Naby Keita as an example not because he's shit but because when Liverpool bought him, they paid an awful lot of money for him. And he was a guy who everybody was kind of looking at and going, he's like Pogba, you know, he's for want of a better example. He had that kind, not maybe not that level of hype, but the idea was that he's a midfielder who is absolutely made for the Premier League and is just going to be amazing. And I think the, the problem with taking players from different leagues, and you need a good scouting setup, but I think there's always an element of risk involved. Um, and there's always the question of, will they settle? Will they settle in Manchester? Will they settle in the team with their teammates in the league? All that sort of business. Whereas you look at this list and you go, well, there's one clear theme running through the centre midfield options, and that is that they all play in the Premier League already. Does that surprise you? Thanks for listening to the first 15 minutes of the show. To listen to the full podcast and all our contents, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes, and much more, go to 9320.com to sign up now, or simply click the link in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.